Modern homemakers. I've only said that about a thousand times. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hi, Leah. Hello. How are you this day? I'm great. Are you? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes we get in the studio, I think, this is work, but I don't want it to be work. I want us to just enjoy one another, and thank you for listening, wherever you are. I love a series we did some years ago. Send us an email that just says, where are you listening from? Oh, it was lovely. The bathtub, the backyard, the rooftop, climbing a mountain. It was everywhere. It's really fun. So I don't know where you're listening, but Leah and I are in this studio together. And we are in um, the early parts of a series called Home is Holy Ground. And let me say again that that is the subtitle of a book that I wrote, which is called Finding Your Purpose as a Mom. So we talked about home is holy ground. We talked about hallowed ground. And um, hallowed ground seems like it can be very tangible. So I'd like to thank you for joining us. And I'd like to ask you to consider doing something. Why is it holy ground? What about the tangible place that you live in? What makes it hallowed ground? And I'd like to ask you to walk through your house room by room opening every door, the bathroom and the bedroom and the closet. Don't worry, you're all by yourself, so whatever you see is all right. And when, you, when you're done with that, can you say to yourself, I'm satisfied, or I'm mostly satisfied, or I'm greatly satisfied? Or can you say, I love the exterior rooms, the closets could use a little. I think sometimes we get mired into the kitchen and there's getting preparation for food and the meal and clean up and it looks like a mess and then the kids are getting ready for bed and they're clothes and it looks like a mess and we, we walk away thinking more mess than there really is. I find it to be basically true. When someone says, oh, I don't want you to come to my house, then they say, no, no, come to my house. And when I get to their house, it's just as I explained it. There's a space or a place. The garage may not be perfect. But basically, I find that most of us have a deep desire to live in some sort of orderly form of our home. So I'd like you to take an inventory just for your own a process. If it's something you want to write to us about and say, I realize that this is a mess in every room, please do. You can find an email on the front of the Facebook, not Facebook page, on the website and send us an email. We'll be glad to answer that. I want to talk about you today, though, that home is hallowed ground and it begins with you because you are holy ground. So a couple of questions. Did you say the big yes? And some of you may new to us and say, what is the big yes? Well, the big yes is at one point in your life, you recognize that God is God and you are not. And that God wants you to say yes to his plan for you, not your plan for you. 
I don't know about you, but I tried the my plan for me. It wasn't very successful. Um, I find that God's plan, while it's more successful, it still is difficult because I have to be in constant communion with him. Did you ever get on a committee like that? You know, there are two of you and two's not bad. And now there are four of you and suddenly you have to talk to four people about the same thing. And that gets to be more complicated. Living your life on your own is a lot easier, it seems. But clinically speaking, generally speaking, theologically speaking, things we do alone and in isolation do not have the best results. So I'm asking you to consider if you have ever said the big yes to Jesus, the yes that says, I will serve you in the way you choose for me to serve you. I, I think you have to recognize that you start that from wherever you are, however old you are, whatever place you're in. It gives you a fresh new ground because whatever you've done in the past is the past and you have only the front of you, the picture of the in front of you. We love to do puzzles. David and I love to put puzzles together. He doesn't remember this and I'm positive of it. So probably there's some truth in the middle of it. But we were locked in a cabin up in Colorado for a whole month. We're locked in. We went there of our own volition, and it was wonderful. And I brought a puzzle of the Sistine Chapel, and I say it was five feet long. The first time I said it, it was 15 feet long, which is why I, I'm worried that maybe he's right, and it wasn't really even five feet long. But it had 15,000 pieces, that I'm sure of. And we worked on that off and on for a whole month. It was amazing. But you know what it is when you make a puzzle? And we've noticed new puzzles. It's not just the cover of the box anymore. There's an additional single page picture in the box. So David can have the box cover and I can have the page with the picture. But there it is. There's the picture of what the puzzle is going to look like. And the thing that I most love about living for God I love him the most, but one of the things I love most about living for him is that he has a picture. He has a picture of the puzzle of my life. He does. He knows it from the beginning to the end, and I don't, but I trust him in it, and I trust that the pieces of my life, what he calls me to do, what he asks me to stop doing, the people he sends, the people... He asks me to separate from the tasks he asks me to do. They are all a part of a puzzle, a picture that he knows is best for Donna Otto. And I'm very, very grateful for that. So if home is holy ground and it begins with you, and if you are not um, a thermometer, you're a thermostat, and you're setting the temperature of your home, then I would pray that home is holy ground in your heart, and that the relationship you have with God is one that's very personal. Lastly, I would say that you are in the middle of a season. I don't know what season that is. Even if I knew you intimately, I wouldn't know what season it is. But these seasons change. They come and go. Uh, our daughter is 52 years old. I, I'm I don't think I'm 52 years old. How could she possibly be 52 years old? And today she came to be a part of a small group that I lead, and she sat in a chair and spoke of her work. She's a therapist and spoke of her work 
and specific questions the gals were asking her. And I just stood there. Uh, I, I was so pleased for her. I'm so glad to know her as a person. But could this be the same person who came out of my womb weighing seven pounds and four ounces 52 years ago? It is. It absolutely is. I didn't see that picture, but I believe fully that that puzzle called Anissa Otto Hamlin is a puzzle that God knew the pieces would fit. So I'm asking you to consider submitting yourself to that picture puzzle that God has for you. And remember that in each season, there are different practices to grow us differently. Remember that spiritual practices are things we intentionally take on as a way of life. Bible reading, prayer, church attendance, community activities, fasting, feasting. Um, There are dozens of spiritual practices. They don't get us to heaven. They are the highway, the formational highway to the end result, which is transformation. And God is in the business of transforming who you are. I love being a part of this ministry and have been for 30 years. And a number of years ago, uh, David and I sat down and we were talking about this notion of home being holy ground on the notion of who holds the heart of this home. We know that husbands and wives hold the heart together, but we also know that the mother, the wife, the homemaker, the woman who makes the day-to-day decisions, and today with many women working, many of you in our audience, you're sharing those responsibilities more totally than um, we once did. But You and your husband are the people who hold the heart of your home. And I've asked Leah to read a piece of poetry that David and I wrote as we end this session about Home is Holy Ground. It begins with you who holds the heart of your home. Yes. There is a wonderful place, a space so secure and warm that all who are privileged to live there call it home. Who holds the heart of this home? The walls are colored with laughter and the floors with wall-to-wall memories. Each space testifies to the bustling energy and joy of blended lives. Who holds the heart of this home? It's more than an address or a statement of achievement and style. It's a tender oasis from the storms of daily life, a place of peace and rest. Who holds the heart of this home? Cheerleaders for life dwell here, as do living testimonies for faith. Imperfect saints work out the walk of wisdom in the halls of this home. Who holds the heart of this home? For every damaged day and sharp defeat, home is the balm for the wound. For every cutting word and ungracious event, home is the kindness we crave. Who holds the heart of this home? And every bad memory of family and childhood is swallowed in the embrace of of a now happy home. The time for forgiveness and healing is here in the sanctuary of home. Who holds the heart of this home? So those who build a home instead of a house, a deliberate and prayer-laced place, rather than a sterile designer's delight, do well. Who holds the heart of this home? You hold the heart of this home. Mm, I like it. I still like it. It's very good. It's very good. It's very, um, it, it says what we mean to say around here. And Mary said, when the angel came to her, 
and told her what was about to happen to her, she said, May it be done to me according to your word. And I pray that the things that God is calling you to do in your home, may they be done unto you according to his word. We are Modern Homemakers, and I am Donna Otto, speaking for Leah Parker and myself. Modern Homemakers, remember the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make it a very uncommon day of holding the heart of your home.